<laughs> Merry Christmas. Yes, I'm saying Merry Christmas. Today, the Freedom Wire crew is here, and we're going to talk to you guys about Christmas and what that means under the banner of conservatism by your four favorite conservatives, the Freedom Wire crew. Before we get started, please do us a favor, like this video, share this video, comment below, just say Merry Christmas. That's all we want to hear, Merry Christmas. We don't need happy holidays. Give us a Merry Christmas. Give us a, you know, happy Kwanzaa, whatever you want to celebrate, just say it below. We're celebrating, everybody in this room celebrates Christmas, so we're saying Merry Christmas. Also, please, if you haven't already, become a member of FreedomWire. It's real easy to do. Click the link on the bottom right-hand side of the screen. You'll start getting stories that are important to conservatives like you and like us. You probably won't read anywhere else. Well, Merry Christmas, guys. You don't get to say that very often because it only comes around once a year, but Merry Christmas. <laughs> it happens once a year. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you guys. Um, it's weird now the lockdown Christmas that we're, we're going to be, go under. I mean, this is year one of COVID-19. Um, so this is, we're recording this for posterity. This is our first lockdown, uh, Christmas under lockdown uh, uh, for some of us, but not for I'm afraid Florida. it's the last, but. Not for Florida because Ron DeSantis rules. Uh, we did, we, Santa did a good job getting us that governor. Uh, I'm glad we were good little boys and girls and we were able to get that. Um, guys, so, so let, let's go around. If there's one thing you could get for Christmas, and it could be anything, any wish, or any gift, you could get anything for Christmas, what would it be? Let's start with Grace. Trump for four more years. That was a good one. Somebody was going to do that one eventually. I knew that was <laughs> Ryan, this is, this is a political podcast, so we do have to throw it on <laughs> This is going to be the nerdiest thing ever, but I'm going to say it anyway. Like a free year thing for Barnes & Noble, and I can don't ever have to pay for a book. <laughs> I, just get, it's like, I have like a weird book addiction. I cannot walk into a bookstore and buy a book. I have like uh, so many books that I haven't even gotten to yet. But. By, well, by the way, you could have just wished for a Barnes & Noble. You could have just wished for books rather than like... We are kind of going out, going up above and beyond there. Yeah, are you guys, uh, do you guys just order your books online or do you go into the bookstore? Yeah. Um, Diehard bookstore fan. Like, oh, I, I, I hope they don't go out of business, like, overall. I, I, I really like bookstores. No, I, I like digital. I don't want to go in to see anybody. I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want my book and I want it delivered to me digitally over my iPad so I can read it. And I don't have the book cluttering up my home. Yeah, uh, if I had to make a Christmas wish, as weird as it sounds, or not as weird, but as, as hokey, I guess, I, I wish that, you know, the lockdowns would end and COVID would pass for the specific reason that I am currently in the process of trying to plan a wedding in 2021. And that is borderline impossible when every venue is shut down and anticipating being shut down again come next year. So if we could just get a lifting of the lockdowns or reopening of everything so that I could just freaking plan this thing because good grief. I understand why people want to run in front of a bus trying to plan a wedding. This is, this is frustrating. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> does, that, does that mean we're going to have to do a Freedom Wire bachelor party? Probably, because, you know, hardcore drinkers like Thank Ryan you. know how to party. 
I'll take it. I got the planning down. All right, that looks like two coffee mugs stacked on top of each other. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Michigan Upper Peninsula. So look at that. It's a nice cup, I think. Now, is that actually filled with coffee, or do you have some sort of alcoholic beverage in there? <laughs> we just assume that Bowie's drinking all the time. I would agree, Brian. It's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Calm yeah. yourself. It's actually water. There was coffee in there, but no water. Um, What's on your list, Sean? Um, what I would love would be the golden goose of the proof that there was widespread voter fraud in the 2020 election. I want that one link, that one key that tied it all together to show that it did happen on a wide, widespread, uh, whatever, if it happened. As it turns out, Ryan, Ryan's the only one who actually wants items, yeah. and actually Christmas gifts for Christmas. Everyone else just wants political aspirations and societal overhaul. I'm a materialist, apparently. I'm like. Like Madonna, only a guy. Material. Yeah, you're, not, you're not a true conservative. You're a material girl, and you are living in a material world, Ryan. Uh, it's it's fine. It's fine. Um, it's Big, weird, though. Two of us are going to be traveling for Christmas, I think. I'm traveling. I'm traveling. Yeah. 6 p.m. tomorrow. Yay. So uh, do, you, do you guys, do you find it... Uh, do you find it exhilarating to be rebels and go against what the, the government has told you not to do? I love it. Really? I love doing things that the government tells me not to do because that's what being free is. I think when I get there, I'm going to Michigan, I'm going to do a photo op. I'm just going to like get a picture of Gretchen Whitmer. I'm just going to have two birds flying at her picture because she's awful. She's the wicked witch of the North. So. I'm not going to be able to do anything. I'm just going to go see my parents and my family and just stare at a wall for the next week. Everything's closed up. Everything's closed up there. I can't go anywhere. Yeah, notice all Ryan wanted for Christmas was books, not a better home state or for Michigan to adjust itself. No. Nah. But he doesn't care about Michigan anymore. Michigan's beyond repair. Even Santa's magic can't fix what's going on in that place. He doesn't care about Michigan anymore. He's a Floridian. Ooh. That's true. So if you do get your Whitmer photo op, by all means, I don't know if she poses for photos like that or would not be offended by a double oh, bird. I'll make, yeah, I'll, I'll Xerox a copy over to her. Like her next one would just be flipping her off. <laughs> you know what? Here's, here's, here's a weird development that, that has been getting gaining more and more steam. And, and I think it's something that's worth talking about is the removal of holidays for Americans. You know, there is a strong contingent of liberals that want to end Thanksgiving and that want to end Christmas. They want to put an end to this. Now, it's one thing to, like, I, again, Thanksgiving isn't a religious holiday. It is a celebration of, of, of our cooperation and 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 um the survivability of our 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 first uh settlers that came to this country but to attack christmas and for us to simply not have any power against the the you know have any defense other than 
what makes Christianity, you know, the, the key to, or what makes Christianity work is our forgiveness, unfortunately. So it's like, what do we do as Christians, those of us that are Christians, what do we do to defend our, one of our holiest days, you know, the, the birth of our, of our savior here? Well, I'll, I'll add to that something interesting that I've observed. You notice the complete lack of cancel Easter movements? Nobody really objects to Easter. There's very few people who actually like do a whole lot, but the people who do, it's you know Easter egg hunts and chocolate rabbits. Arguably, Easter is a much more significant holiday to Christianity than Christmas because uh, Christmas is only important because you also celebrate the fact that you know Jesus rose from the dead on Easter. Uh, but leftists haven't really come for that one yet. Like that one kind of just gets swept aside, like it's no big deal. Christmas is the big focus here, even though more people enjoy Christmas. I think the fact that we call it Easter and not Resurrection Day is kind of like an a indirect attack on it and like the whole Easter bunny and Easter eggs, because that has nothing to do with the actual significance. Yeah, but then again, most of the Christmas holidays have nothing to do with uh, the birth of Christ. Also, Christ likely wasn't even born in December. So it, it's very weird how all these traditions have ended up here. What's even weirder is that there are so many people who are against it. Like, okay, great. You can celebrate Christmas without acknowledging anything even remotely pertaining to Christianity. Uh, it, the old uh, Charlie Brown Christmas dilemma where he feels Christmas has become too commercialized. Christmas is so commercialized at this point, you can go through the entire thing without once mentioning any of its Christian origins. And that's a totally valid thing if you don't believe in, if you don't believe in Christ and uh, Christian ho holy traditions, that's fine. This holiday is still open to you because it's a free country and you're able to do whatever you want. But it, it is a weird campaign to, we just need to cancel the holiday because it's Christian, despite the fact that even atheists celebrate Christmas and enjoy it. Don't, don't come after any of the other significant December holidays, though, because those are sacred for other religions. Christianity is the only one that can be attacked like that. It's really weird why Christ, how, how that works. Nobody, nobody really attacks Judaism besides, besides Muslims. Nobody really, it's like, it's like we don't attack their holy days. We attack some of the methods that, that some religions, you know, use to further their, their uh, agendas or the, further their, their doctrine. But we don't attack their, what they consider to be sacred. But it's, it's somehow embraced when it comes to Christianity. Yeah, you're right. And, but I also have an observation that I was making. And I, there, at our church this weekend, there was a, uh, a food drive, uh, Christmas food drive, and they were giving presents out. We were giving presents out to the kids or whatever. My point is, how many atheist organizations, look at all the charity, charitable work just at Christmas time that churches do. And they give back. So even if, like, I don't understand these people. Like, even if you're not a Christian or whatever, can't you at least appreciate all the charitable work that churches do? Like, there's, it's, uh, like, they, they won't even give you that because they think that all the money should be, you know, it should be all the government should be doing all the charitable work or redistribution. But it's amazing all the, if you just look around, all these charities, that a lot of it comes from, like, I know they, the biggest push of the year is always at the churches that I've gone to is it, 
is to give a little bit more at Christmas time so you have it for mission work throughout the year. Well, I mean, even beyond that, there's the push to, you know, everyone who wants there to be separation of church and state, the people who scream about that every time the church does anything even remotely infringing on politics. They want to cry about separation of church and state. These are the same people who want the state to replace religion. They want government to become the new religious body. They want politics to become the new form of religion. They want their agenda to be a new religious doctrine. They're very religious in their approach to it, and yet they still continue to hate and dismantle all organized religions because they say it's outdated. It really doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but honestly, even simpler than that, do you have to be so curmudgeonly that you can't enjoy the holiday season in a non-religious sense? You can't enjoy getting together with family, exchanging gifts, and putting up lights. That's not something that a sane person should have a hard negative stance on. It, it just shows that people are so obsessed with their own little ideologies and how that should be applied that, that you can't just have fun anymore. The left has lost its ability to have a sense of humor, to have fun, and it really is more sad than anything. Hey, Connor, you should write a book about um, curmudgeons at Christmas not wanting to celebrate Christmas. Mm -hmm. I, don't well, think I, I, think I don't think there's enough of those out there. <laughs> yeah, everyone on the left could really do with a visit from three ghosts to show them the true spirit of the holidays. And I don't know, there's been enough movie adaptations of A Christmas Carol out there to, mm -hmm. you know, warrant that lesson. You think they would have learned it by now, but nah, Christmas ghosts are busy. More. Uh, I, I was going to say, can I, can I change my wish? Uh, can I change my wish to Americans understanding what the separation of church and state actually means? That would be great. I, that's <laughs> Because... Nowhere in it in the in the Constitution does it say there's a separation of church and state. It says that the the government would not establish a religion, much like England established the Church of England. But nowhere does it say that America cannot have a a core religion as our and you know and look the bottom line is we are a Judeo Christian nation built on Judeo Christian values. That is why we have the Ten Commandments at so many courthouses across this world, or across this world, across this nation. If Christianity was so bad, again, why, or, you know, like, if Christianity was so bad, then why did so many people lean on it to create the most powerful nation in the world? Because it's Even if you don't believe in God, don't believe in divine inspiration for these things, you can still agree that having a central moral standard for a society is pretty important. And the one for this country just happens to be based on uh, the philosophies of ancient Judaism and early Christianity. And you can see the net benefit that has been produced from that. Uh, countries that don't have that typically don't fare as well. And so Common morality is important to maintaining a society that does not collapse in on itself. And yet we see people wanting to chisel the Ten Commandments off of court buildings 
overturn any reference to Judeo-Christian values anywhere. Even if you don't agree with the religious components, you can see why the morality is important, but they don't see it that way anymore. They've well, determined I, it's antiquated. Wrong, the they, they have interpreted, interpreted the passage or the, uh, the amendment wrong. It's mm -hmm. not about us not having a religion. That's the bottom line. It has nothing to do with with religion. It has to do with governing through religion, and that's the that's what it was. That's what it was about. But there's historical context why we have to talk about one. The separation church that came from a letter Jefferson Thomas Jefferson wrote a private letter. It wasn't even. It was not the kind. Of, people are so. I'm, sorry, I'm gonna withhold there. But the other thing is, there's a reason why that there's that the first amendment it has to in a lot of ways has to do well one where they coming from the old world where they were you know being suppressed in religion the second thing is there the church of england there was an actual established church and we weren't going to do that in america and have a church of the american government it's pretty simple everybody complicates all this stuff but those two things are important things to know that the left and these intellectuals they don't even know that right but a teacher a teacher can't have a holiday display anymore like, you know, like, like, it's like, it's, that's how terrible we've gotten where, uh, you know, a, a teacher can't put up a Christmas tree because of the backlash they'll receive. Or, you know, you, you can't, like, if you work in the government building, you can't have a picture of Christ or, or, you know, uh, you know, a, a manger scene on your, on your desk for Christmas because it's separation of you know what they what they believe is separation of church and state, and it's wrong, and 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 it's it's just it's a shame that such a beautiful a beautiful thing is is being uh, pro, uh, persecuted. It really is. It, what separates Christianity from, from from Islam is the fact that our book gets more peaceful as you go along. Yeah. <laughs> Theirs gets more violent. I mean, that's just how it goes. That's true. But even, like I said, more simply than that, Christmas is supposed to be a time that's enjoyed by everyone, but the left continually takes things that are enjoyable, that everyone agrees is a nice thing, and just turn it into something that really kind of sucks every time they, they get involved. Everything they touch just ends up being terrible. So you can bet your bottom dollar they celebrate it when no one's looking. Yeah. I mean, who, who wants to, you know, raise their kids with, you know, being told Christmas is an evil holiday, all your friends get gifts, you don't, because we're trying to stick it to the Judeo-Christian white nationalist patriarchy. Like, I'm sorry, you're a miserable person, and your child is growing to grow up unhappy, because that's a really mean thing to do to your kids. But... This is, this is the time where we're supposed to do fun things. We're supposed to get together, watch Christmas movies, and drink hot cocoa. And if you're in Florida, you pretend like it's not 82 degrees outside because, you know, there's no such thing as a white Christmas down here. It's just, oh, look, palm trees, and you can go to the beach on Christmas. But for those who don't cook Christmas dinner, you can go out and get sushi because that's also an inherent part of Christmas tradition. All right, so so this kind of got got down to a bummer, right? We kind of went, we kind of shifted a little bring bit. Bring it back up here a little bit. We kind of got bummer. So I want to I want to I want to pick it back up. What for those of us that have gotten incredible gifts? I don't care if it's Christmas or not, but what is your most memorable gift 
that you've received? I'm not a gift person. I don't. I don't really like them. Well, you, we're trying to make it not boring. Like, <laughs> you've never gotten a gift that just blew your hair back. I've gotten expensive gifts. Like when I was like 14, I got um, an app, like one of those iPods, the Apple iPod, when it first came out, Nano. That was pretty cool. Yeah, so that's a memorable, memorable gift. Ryan, what about you? What's your most memorable gift? Well, there's, I don't know, there's not really one. I, I think a lot of the, I, I definitely have always gotten good stockings. <laughs> I got good stockings when I was a kid from my mom. Last year, I got a new driver from my dad. That was, it was an expensive driver, I'm not going to lie, for golf, tailor-made M2. So that, maybe that's the last one I remember. So oh, I back. Sorry, I take it back. My favorite gift is the juicer I just got from Banyan Hill. <laughs> <laughs> our, uh, our parent company sent us out little, little uh, Christmas gifts, which yeah. was wonderful. We got to pick our list. Uh, our, our company's great. Got to love them for it. Uh, I think one of my most memorable gifts was I was in 10th grade and that was in 2012, 2013, because I'm a very young person as it turns out. Um, but I got an iPhone that Christmas and it was the first one I had gotten. And I, up until that, had one of the little slider phones because, you know, my parents didn't want to give me this crazy expensive phone when I was 13 because what 13 year old needs a smartphone. Um, but you know, all my friends had had them for years and I was still the kid with the, you know, the, the cheap little phone you get for free when you upgrade the cell phone package. So that, that one Christmas they gave me first iPhone I ever had. And I, I was blown away by it cause I was just so happy that I could, I got to watch YouTube videos on my phone. That was, that was spectacular. And also last Christmas, my, uh, my fiance got me some awesome concert tickets and it was supposed to have been in June of this year, but the concert was postponed till June of next year because of COVID lockdowns. There's my Christmas wish again. I really hope I don't <laughs> miss that again. Actually, I want to take that back now too. Like Grace <laughs> took it back. I got one too. I actually got ticket. I remember what, the first time I ever flew in an airplane was when I was, I think it was like 96. So I would have been like eight years old. And I, I got uh, air, for Christmas airline. We got uh, basically just uh, I, they told me I was going to Disney World, <laughs> like that. They took me. To That's Disney. a memory. That's yeah. a memory. Yeah, Disney. Now I remember. Yeah, that one was really cool. That you know, especially being so young and back. It was funny though. Back when you back in the day, you could just go right up, so you like could wave to your. Remember that you could like wave to your family, like and they'd be like in the window or whatever. You can't you can't go through security now. You wave nope. through everything. You're all the guards yelling at people. <laughs> yeah, it's essentially an airport drop-off now is you you slow down to about five miles an hour, kick the person out of the side, and then throw their, throw their suitcase out behind them, and then just gun it so you don't get stuck in airport traffic. Oh, yep. Security. This is post-9-11 society we're in, where airports are terrible. You feel right. the pain of like Tulsi Gabbard says. Can we exactly. do traditions now? Favorite traditions? Around the traditions? Christmas traditions? Well, my, my family doesn't have like extensive holiday traditions. We usually just do, you know, something small with, with the immediate family and stuff, exchange gifts uh, and stuff like that. But uh, my dad and I always watch National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation every year. We've done that for years. 
Uh, we can essentially quote the movie by heart. It is our favorite Christmas movie of all time. It's at the top of my list of Christmas movies. And it's a cherished tradition because every time I start running Christmas Vacation on TV, you know that it, it's time to sit down and watch it again because that's always a fun time of year. And Americans, Americans this year are getting the equivalent of a Jelly of the Month Club with their stimulus check. It's a subscription to the Jelly of the Month Club. It's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. <laughs> Except it's not. The stimulus checks are a bad Christmas gift. Maybe we should kidnap, you know, our favorite politician and bring them to our house. And make get Chuck them. Schumer in his pajamas tied up with a dog chain, a big bow around his neck, and get him to see the, see the evils of his ways. We're joking, Capitol Hill Police, if you're listening. No. We're joking, NSA. And Capitol Hill Police, if you're watching, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. We, we'd love to get your feedback, too. <laughs> Please don't put us on a watch list. We're already on a watch Let's be honest. We're all on watch lists. Hey, I'm on a Twitter watch list. I got, my account got restricted the other day. People that means you're doing something right. Yeah. I think it's what happens when you get retweeted by Trump. You get on the list. Get on the list. Yeah, I got, I got, I got, I got a warning from Facebook the other day from calling somebody a beta. <laughs> That's actually hilarious. That's actually a very beta move, is to warn you about saying beta. Well, that well, what's funny is, is the beta is the one that reported me. So he went, he it went even further to prove my point. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Back to traditions. Back to traditions. I'm, I actually have always liked Christmas Eve better than Christmas. I don't know if I'm alone on this, but there's something about the anticipation and it's just like almost peaceful. Like if you go to like a church service or something, do they do like the, the lighting and stuff. It's just like very peaceful. I, and I always, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm an It's a Wonderful Life guy. Some people get annoyed by that movie, but I, that's, I watch it every Christmas Eve and uh, by the, by the Christmas tree, and it's just uh, a lot of times I watch it by myself because nobody will watch it with me because they've seen it so many times. But every Christmas, that movie to watch alone. Yeah, what's that? That's a sad movie to watch all by yourself. No, it's a very uplifting movie. No, you it is. I've actually never seen that movie. Mm. What? Well, you're missing out. Nope. I my Christmas movie of choice is A Christmas Story with uh, Ralphie and and the crew. Which you're at. You're shoot your eye at. Um, oh, is a good one. And then let's let's finish this because you guys, one little small debate. You, some of you think that the best story of Scrooge is a Muppet Christmas Carol, and I, I disagree full wholeheartedly. It is definitely Scrooge from Bill Murray. So yeah. I, I have a few opinions on it. I think the. Uh, the, the Muppets version of A Christmas Carol is pretty great. Um, but I am, you know, as a literature guy, I love the book. Like the, the book is kind of what I judge all other renditions of, of it. Uh, I just watched the Patrick Stewart version, version of the movie from 1999. That was a pretty good one. I think the best, as in closest to the book adaptation I've seen was the one that was animated starring Jim Carrey from you know the i think the early 2010s is when they made it that's a great one that's like really close to how they did it in the book so that's kind of my go-to one but there are multiple versions scrooge is great for other reasons like not in that it's you know the best adaptation but it is a phenomenal movie but the nice part about having all these movies available is that you don't have to choose watch all of them it's a great story every time you go through it 
actually my least favorite Christmas movie because for some reason I, I hated watching it as a kid and my dad like made me watch it and it was it just seemed like depressing like I don't want to watch this like Scrooge guy get basically um told that he shouldn't be Scrooged by some angels who sent him down and like all this I don't know it just seemed like the most boring story and I always fell asleep and I just didn't appreciate it I still don't like it I think just because I never liked it and but I do love Christmas Vacation. That's my favorite movie. Wait, you have you ever seen Scrooge though? I've seen oh, I've seen Christmas Story like a million times, but I always hate it and I always fall asleep. But even with Scrooge? Yeah. With Bill Murray? I don't I don't like any of them. America's favorite comedian, you fell asleep. I, that, I, just, I just can't I can't That's borderline sacrilegious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what else did a good job though? I thought Scrooge was George C. Scott. But he's always good. He was always good. Pat, he played Pat and everything. I don't know. I just like the Muppets one. I like I like that Rizzo and Gonzo narrate it. So just, I'm, I'm a huge. A, I'm, a, I'm a Peppy the King prom guy. That's my. I'm guy. a huge. I'm a, who's who's real quick. This is completely unrelated. But no, it's actually who's your favorite Muppet? Peppy the King prom. I think you guys know mine because that was announced. Yeah. I got announced at the retreat. Ryan's a Ryan's a self-described grumpy old Muppet man. He's a Stadler and Waldorf rolled into one where he's grumpy, he's old, and he sits on the side making comments about everything that goes around. I really do. Like, I realize this. I I do, like, I just, like, make comments about people all the time. Like, like, I also, I also like the Swedish chef and uh, animal. Hmm. So, you know what? One more thing. One more. Who's underrated is Sam the Eagle. So you're just essentially like all the Muppets is the point you're trying to communicate. Actually, you know, I'm actually, I think Kermit's not the best. Like, I, I just, he kind of bores me. He's a good singer. <laughs> Why are there so many songs about rainbows? Oh, I noticed Grace has refrained. <laughs> no Muppet? I never really watched Muppets. I knew it. I had a feeling. I had a feeling, Grace. I had a feeling it was beyond. Like, I, mean, it was, I was too young. Yeah. It was we're, we're the same age and I have minimal Muppets exposure, but like I, I know enough about them to have an opinion. Isn't Cookie Monster, is that a Muppet? Nope, that's Sesame Street. Which is technically speaking... Well, maybe I haven't seen Muppets then. Yeah, Sesame Street, I think, falls under the the Muppets umbrella. Well, the Kermit never... was on Sesame Street at one point, I think. I don't know. You guys remember when this episode was about Christmas? Now we're just, <laughs> now we're just debating Muppets here. Okay. I just like talking about Muppets. I don't like Grinch either, but I love Elf. Mm. Wait, which version of the Grinch? Just all of them across the board? I don't like the Grinch concept. Kind of like I don't like Scrooge. I don't like the I don't like the angry, grumpy Christmas thing. I like the happy Christmas thing. But it ends up being happy in the end. I didn't like I didn't like Jim Carrey as the Grinch. I thought he overacted. I think it's creepy. Well, that that's the beauty of the Christmas season. There's dozens upon dozens, if not hundreds, of Christmas movies to go out and enjoy. Everyone can do their own flavor of Christmas movies, have their favorites, have their least favorites. is awesome. And at the end of the day, we can all get together and simply acknowledge that Die Hard is, in fact, a Christmas movie. Uh, <laughs> and that's where, that's where we should leave it. That's, that's about all we need. <laughs> Sounds like a great place to end it. Well, there you are, ladies and gentlemen. Merry Christmas. Hopefully you liked this episode. Probably didn't last that long, but uh, for those of you that made it this far, congratulations. You win nothing but our respect. 
So thank you for watching. Also, uh, all the housekeeping stuff, like, share, blah, blah, blah. Who cares right now? It's Merry Christmas. Love you guys. Thank you so much. Stay free. God bless you. Yippee-i-ki-yay.